the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. I'm so glad that you're listening to Bob Bernie Live today. My name is Doyle Jackson. I'm a pastor here in Columbus, and I'm in for Bob today. You know, pray for Bob. He's just been a little bit under the weather. He's going to be fine. But uh, my wife Jennifer is here with me. It's such a joy. I love it. You know, it's it's a real privilege that you and I have the freedom to have Christian radio in America. And so you should pray for, support uh, Christian radio. We need it in America. You need to support it by inviting people to listen in. And so I appreciate Bob because he's here every day, and he talks about the news. He talks about the Word of God. He's here to encourage you. And that's what we want to do today. And for this next segment, we just want to take a little bit of time and talk to you about uh, missions and what's going on around the world right now. And it's an area that you need to be praying about, be encouraged to participate in. I can tell you this, at the church next door, that's where I'm pastor here in Columbus, that's the name of the church, we we love to take mission trips. Our teens are getting ready right now for a summer mission tip. Last year, Jennifer and I took 21 people to Kenya, and we opened a new children's home there, and we helped some widows with, uh, we well, we got them goats, actually, to help them start their own little family-based business, and, and we taught there, and we encouraged our brothers and sisters, and you know what? They encouraged us. They taught us. We're in relationship with them, and uh, if you've never been on a mission trip, you need to put that on your list of things that I'm going to do. I'm going to get outside of my culture, and I'm going to share my faith. Everyone who's gone with us on a mission trip has come back, and they have been a stronger, uh, a more vibrant blessing in the local church. So you need to prayerfully consider that. And, you know, our our mission field is here, too, right here at home That's in right. America, and especially in prayer for the protection of our freedom. We need to continually exercise our free rights and pray for the rights uh, to keep the freedom. Well, yeah. That should be a continual prayer point that we have. You know, there most Christians are persecuted in other countries, yes. which makes America very unique in that. Um, but the number one ranked country almost every year, except for last year, was North Korea. They're the most persecuted. Afghanistan briefly displaced it. I mean, some of the top 10 uh, remained the same. Somalia was the number two where Christians were most persecuted. Libya, number three. Uh, But, you know, interesting that uh, Iran was number nine. The deadliest country for Christians is actually a neighboring country to Kenya, and that's Nigeria. Yes. In Nigeria, uh, more than uh, 4,100 have been killed for their faith, which is 82% of the global tally. Really high percentage in Nigeria have actually been killed for their faith. Say that again. How many people? 4,100 Christians have been killed in Nigeria. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's harsh. You know, there, and, and what's amazing is this. So we have we have people from Nigeria that attend our church. They, they have emigrated to the United States. If, if you will just get out in your community and get to know the people, and it'll help you have a heart for prayer 
and you can actually have a global mission right here in Columbus, Ohio. And that's why this is so important. You know, Columbus, Central Ohio, wherever you're listening to my voice, you know we have people from all over the world. It is truly, America is a melting pot. And so build those relationships and pray for those nations. Well, and so many of our personal friends are from India. And unfortunately, India is now 11th in the world of the most uh, persecuted Christians there. And we really need to pray for India. India is such a powerful, wonderful, beautiful nation. And I think about our missionaries that we have there and the prayer ministry that they have is so powerful. And so India, shockingly, enough is number 11. Yeah. Uh, that's where I wanted to go next. And then I saw that. Woo. Well, I had a dream recently that I was in India again, and I haven't been for several years. And so I've been praying for India now since God gave me that dream, because I know, okay, he must be calling me to, to at least pray for my brothers and sisters from India. Begin to say, Lord, I want a heart for missions. Okay. And then watch around you. If there's people in your church from other parts of the world, Take them to lunch. Say, I want to hear about the part of the world you're from and get a heart for that. Say, hey, can you introduce me uh, to the food from your part of the world and and begin the process of painting a picture and praying for the church? And then, yes, you can look it up. You can find out that there are uh, 5,600 Christians killed for their faith last year. Mm. 5,600, Okay. 124,000 Christians were forcibly displaced from their home because of their faith, all right? 15,000 Christians became refugees last year. These are all the stats. And so you and I, what we want to do is we want to begin to lean into understanding uh, that and caring for that. And, you know, God has always used those times to actually grow the church and to grow the kingdom of God. And so we want to be praying about that and and seek the Lord in that. So you pray for those people and you begin to say, God, who have you brought into my life and and how can I minister to them? How can I love them and welcome them to the United States? And, and yet, despite all those statistics, I hear Jesus's words in my mind, go ye therefore into all the world That's right. and preach the gospel. I mean, that is our cha- our charge, isn't it? And so even if you're, you're saying, oh, I can't actually physically go, that's all right. I think you can partner with someone who is going and with indigenous missionaries who are already there. Yes. So don't just at least to partner with somebody, ask God, how can I go to on the mission field in prayer? And yeah. how can I, I send dollars on the mission field? Well, when I was in college, actually graduate school. So I went to graduate school in Boston. And while I was living in Boston, I was going to uh, a nice church there in, in Lexington. And uh, I was part of a Sunday school class at the time. And the people in that Sunday school class, they asked me, they said, Doyle, would you be willing to move into an international house? I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, we, we've, we've bought this house in downtown Boston. We have students that are coming from MIT, from Harvard, from Boston College. They said, we've got like five different colleges that are represented here, but these students are all from all over the world. We have international students from all over the world, and we have this house mom and dad that are there, but we want one, one graduate student that's there that's a Christian from the United States that will disciple those people, encourage those people, and challenge those people. And I said, I'll pray about it. And I remember that. It was a changing, a life-changing, I call it a game-changer moment in my life, because I began to see that God was bringing people to the United States for their education 
and I could pray for them. And you can do that. Begin to imagine what would it be if we opened up our home to college students? What if we began to use our home to reach international students while they're here so they can go home to their culture and share Christ? That's your calling if you're willing to do that. I'm so glad you're listening to Bob Bernie live today. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. I'm in for Bob today. And, and my wife, Jennifer, is here with us. And I want you to know, when we come back, I want to talk to you about just the struggle with depression. Maybe you know someone with a struggle with depression. Do you know there's answers for you today? We want to encourage you. We want to point you towards the Word of God today and help for depression. God's Word and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I'm so glad you're listening today. I'm glad we get to spend some time together because I believe that this time is important. I believe today matters. I believe the decisions you make matter. That's why Bob is here every day. Unfortunately, he is out today. I'm in for him. My name is Pastor Doyle Jackson. It's a real pleasure to be with you. I, I, I'm, I'm just amazed that Bob would allow me to sit here and use his microphone. My wife, Jennifer Jackson, is here with me. And we want to talk to you about what's important and God's perspective on the world in which we live. You know, we find that so many people are anxious today. So many people are depressed today. Do you believe that there's an answer for that? And I want you to know, I know there's an answer for that. And it comes from God's Word, and it comes from the community of faith. God has got some answers for you today. And because you're listening, I know that He wants to talk to you and encourage you today. You don't have to go around with that uh, heaviness, that cloud anymore. It can lift today in the power of Jesus' name. That's what we're excited about. You know, we can choose to walk out a lifestyle of peace. And I think that peace is the opposite of stress or peace is the absence of stress and uh, stress is the opposite of peace. And so I think sometimes we lose our peace because of our stress level. And we have to begin to start by identifying, okay, when did I lose my peace and, and why? And then begin to, as, as we identify those problems, then we can unpack that before the Lord and say, God, I want to welcome you into this place so that I don't become depressed or so that I can, that you can pull me out of this depression that I feel right now. Yeah, I, I think you could, you know you can lose your peace just watching the local news or the national news right now, and and we don't want you to lose your peace. And so I tell people all the time, you need to manage how much time you spend in the news. See, that's that's one way. Practically, you've got to think about: Am I listening to what God's word says? Am I listening to to places that are hope filled? Uh, recently, this this past weekend, I had someone come to me, and and it was a man. He said, you know, my wife got a a bad diagnosis this week from the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let's talk about how we're going to handle that and what we're going to do and and how you're going to be a strength to your wife right now and encourage her. And, and I talked to him about the fact that, you know, sometimes when the sun goes down, that's when it's the hardest for us. Sometimes when you look out the window and it's a cloudy day and, you know, we have quite a few cloudy days in Ohio especially this time of year. And you have to choose to say, lean into the Lord. And so we talked about how 
he, he's going to put scripture into his life. And every evening he's going to pray with his wife. They're going to sit down together and they're going to pray together. And then before they go to sleep, they're going to pray again. Because see, if you're struggling with depression, you've got to go to the Lord, a source of life to help you in that. Well, that's what I say. You have to choose to say no to self-induced stress. Because sometimes we bring it on ourselves. We bring on the added worry. And the first thing you can do is say, have have I connected with God about this right now? Whatever that worry, whatever that fear, that pain is, have have I tried to talk it out with God? Sometimes we try to worry it out with a friend or other things. But first, to go to God first. And if we can reconnect with God, then he can give us that direction that we need. What I, what I find is if I want to, if I know that I want to work out, okay, I have to uh, set my tennis shoes next to the door. So it reminds me, oh, 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 I've got to go, I've got to go do my exercise. Okay. And if I'm going to spend time with God, I have to have like a place in the house that I've dedicated to that. And I have this one chair. Every time I walk past that chair, it convicts me. That chair is a reminder to me that I need to sit, be still, and know that God is Lord in my life. And so do you have a place, do you have something that's giving you a cue that I'm going to stop, and in that place, I choose to to give all my worries over to him, cast my care to God, and then I ask him to step in and his power and his love and his presence to be that strength to me. And, and I've always had to do that. I remember years ago hearing John Maxwell talk about the rock that he had. His brother delivered a great big stone to his house because that's where he used to have his quiet time. And then he moved. And, and so his brother had a big stone delivered to his new house so that he would have a place to go and sit and know that God is his rock. And see, the people that, that you may be struggling today, how are you going to go to your rock? How are you going to, when are you going to go open the word of God and rely on the word of God to meet your need today? And that's what the invitation from God is. It is absolutely an invitation just to spend that quiet time with God. I think that's step one, don't you? We need to connect to God. There's also, there's an article here with Christian Broadcasting News, Dr. Amen. He's famous for the Daniel plan, which really just says, hey guys, we need to eat our fruits and vegetables. (laughs) And the reason that's important is because the, the sugar and the fats and the different things that we love to go to for comfort actually sometimes have the negative effect on our bodies and they cause us to have brain fog. They cause us to be sluggish. And he says that if you want really clear, good mental health, you need to ask yourself this question. Is this good for my brain or bad for it? So actually what we eat could help us to think clearer and think better. But, you know, I, I know for me personally, sometimes we have you might have a trigger. There could be even a traumatic trigger. And for me, I, I would when I would go to the hospital because that's where I'd had surgery before, I would feel a trigger yes. of a traumatic event. And so you you, what do you do? You can't even find your car in the parking lot. And uh, I think in those moments of real panic or those moments that we might all have, if there's something that's triggered us, um, we can slow down and begin just to ask the Lord to help us in that moment, to literally stop. And uh, I think you can even count backward. That is a simple tip, but it actually works to shift your brain into a different gear and say, okay, I'm just going to count backwards. I'm going to stop and slow down, take a breath, and say, God, I need you right now. Well, I think this is why David, uh, we assume David wrote the 23rd Psalm, because he talks about the Lord being his shepherd, and we all know about the valley of the shadow of death, okay? And he, he makes it really clear. There's these places in our life where a cloud comes over us, and he says that your rod and your staff, 
they comfort me. They give me stability, okay? They correct me. They bring me back into my right thinking and my right mind, okay? And and that's a real issue of your soul because what happens is when when you have this trigger, when you go to this place, it brings up in your emotion actually something that's not connected with why you're there today, and that's an issue of your emotion. And so you go before God and you say, God, I hand my soul to you right now, and you're my shepherd. You correct this for me, and you invite him into that shift in your thinking and your emotion, okay? And that's why the Scripture says, put on a a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That's what the Word of God says. So you have to choose, and that's what the Good Shepherd's talking about. That's what the 23rd Psalm is all about. And so if you are in that place, or if you know somebody who's struggling with that today, we want to challenge you, just invite them, say, hey, let's step into the power of God in this moment. You know, I think that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness is the secret sauce. I constantly am sharing songs of worship with friends via text. That's right. Because to me, when you open your mouth and begin to praise God, it puts him in a higher place in your life. And those immediate struggles begin to go go further down, <laughs> down the ranking in, in how That's you right. feel. And, you know, another thing I think about a, a friend of mine, she's one of the most famous counselors in Columbus, Ohio. Her name is Teresa Smith. Shout out, Teresa. But she has a question that she says you need to ask yourself. And that question is, what am I excited about? And it's not just what is what is good coming up, but what am I actually excited about? And you say, well, Jennifer, that's opposite of depression. That's right. So if you feel depressed, ask yourself, what am I excited about? Because God has something good for you and for your future. He promises us that. That's right. We need to know that God is the source. What did what did Jesus say to the woman at the well? He said, I will be always refreshing you. You could have living water flowing in your life every day. And she's like, well, I want some of that. I need some of that. And that's what the Word of God is. So I hope we encourage you today because we want you to know that God is the source. And you just tell that cloud to go in Jesus' name right now. Speak to it. Say, you don't have a place in me. I'm putting on the garment of praise. And you know what? We've got some other good news for you today. I can't believe this. There's actually good news out of Washington, D.C. I know you may not believe that. I'm Pastor Doyle. I'm in for Bob Bernie today. Jennifer, my wife, is here with me. Stay with us because we're going to tell you the good news from Washington, D.C. And hey, if you want more peace, you can listen to Simply Peace, and that's at jenniferjackson.com. I did a whole series on this topic. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com